care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. All right, what's going on? What's up? Thank you guys for downloading this episode. I'm Taz. What's up? Welcome to the Taz Show. And uh, you download this on radio.com with the app or the website. Thank you for doing that. Or maybe you downloaded the uh, this episode on Apple Podcasts. Appreciate you doing that. Stitcher Radio, Spotify, um, Google Play Store, Jones, Gimmick, Schnabitz, Fern, Burnham, whatever the hell they call it over there. Wherever you're getting uh, your podcast, you're getting the Taz show, and you know, you're loved for that. And that's the key. That's the key. Okay, so I appreciate it. Hello. Hello, as we say. Yes. Uh, talk a little Elimination Chamber Jones here in a minute. Uh, get into some of that chatter. Uh, what's going on with that? Um, uh, which, uh, which they had uh, they had happen uh, on Sunday. So, you know, the road to WrestleMania, as they call it, right? That's what they call it. Um, also, before I forget, I want to give a congratulations uh, to DX, uh, first, I guess, official inductees into the WWE class of 2019. So um, that's the uh, New Age Outlaws. That's, you know, X-Pac. It's China, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels, of course. So six folks that are all well-deserved. Um, Shawn Michaels is already a Hall of Famer, I believe. And um, it's nice to see... Uh, these people go in, um, you know, obviously China, uh, there's been a lot of folks that have been wanting her and feel she deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. And uh, she has finally, uh, you know, done that. And unfortunately, she's no longer with us. Uh, and I think it's well deserved for her. Um, I personally think she should have went in as a, a solo, as an individual, probably a long time ago. But for, you know, whatever reasons WWE has. Doesn't matter. She's going in now uh, as a a faction with a group, a faction and a group in DX, which, you know, they were kicking ass and taking names during my prime. So I watched them very closely from afar uh, while I was doing my thing in ECW. So um, and they always were, you know, on top and they always were great and they always did great stuff. And then everybody loves the whole gimmick, right? A million different catchphrases, the music. Uh, the green and black, all that shit worked, and and it's great. So, you know, um, a couple things though on this, right? Okay, so first off, Sean Waltman, X Pac. Okay, uh, this guy is I, I'm good friends with him for like a lot of years. I, I have not talked to him recently, but I know him a long time. Okay, those that listen to my content a lot know that I like know him a long time and like from way back before ecw you know like way back before i was in ecw i should say but um and I, whenever i see sean i always thank him for a, a lady named gal gal uh made by singlets for all those years a lady out of minneapolis uh actually in the suburbs of minneapolis and what happened was she used to make Sean Waltman's shit, you know, his gear back in the day. And I was looking for someone to make my gear and I didn't have a lot of money. And he's like, dude, this lady is great. She will, she will not charge a lot of money. She does great work. I said, dude, I love all your shit. I just need a little bit of a different look. I know what I, I know the look I want, but I just need someone that can make me singlets. And she's, he's like, dude, this is the one. And then sure enough, he gave me a phone number. This is before social media, obviously, and all this shit. So um, whenever I see X Paco, I say, 
dude, thanks. <laughs> I'd have no gear, you know. So, um, but anyway, yeah, no, I, I I know him a long time, and I remember when he first got the call uh, to go in there and work with Scott Hall and, and the under in the uh, underdog gimmick and won the match. You know, uh, I, I was friends with him. I, you know, we were all on a come up together. You know, so I I know him a long time, and I respect him a lot. Um, so I'm very happy. You know, he is. You know what I mean? Like just you know. Um, the, the New Age Outlaws, you know, Billy Gunn and Road Dog as a team, I also feel they should have went in just as a tag team. Um, and it's, again, all six of these people are well-deserved, so it's no, no argument here. But I do think they, it would have been nice to see them go in as a team, but they're putting the whole DX faction in as a group. Um, you know, some say, well, what about the late great Rick Rude? I believe, if memory serves me, I think he was... With the group for a short time, but I don't remember. But listen, any anything Rick Rude is great. Anything Rick Rude is to me is Hall of Fame. So God rest his soul. But um, but anyway, so I'm not a gigantic fan. I think like a lot of folks of putting in factions like um, like Ric Flair. I know Ric Flair went in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer, and then he went in with the Four Horsemen. I, I think that if someone goes in, you know, hypothetically China. Okay, or, or Triple H. Now it's an odd thing for Triple H because he's part of the major part of the front office, so he's in a tough spot. But he's done some epic stuff in the business that he's he's a Hall of Famer without being Hall of Famer. But I'm just saying, like, so let's say you can't say him for now, just for the conversation. Let's just say China. So if, to me, in my opinion, if she went in a hall as a solo performer, as a solo wrestler, and then two years, five years, ten years down the road, she went in with DX. Cool. Um, I'm pretty sure Ric Flair went as a solo wrestler first and then went in with the Four Horsemen again. But I don't, to be, truth be told, I don't do my homework on a lot of stuff, meaning like the, the history. I know the history of the business, but like that Hall of Fame stuff, I, I don't get wacky crazy with. Like, I'm well, this happened on this date and this guy went in the Hall of Fame. That, that's not my deal. So, um, but anyway, the first class inductees of the 2019 Hall of Fame. So there you go. Um I wonder who will put them, who will induct them I would assume it would be someone, maybe like Kevin Nash Or maybe Nash and Hall I don't know, maybe um, uh, I don't know I'm just thinking about this as I'm recording Who would put them in, I don't know, I'm just spitballing I don't really know But anyway, um, so yeah So congrats to them for going in the Hall of Fame And there you have it um, And this will be the first time Triple H is going to the Hall of Fame And he's going in with DX So um, You know, it's you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, they're going to get a great reaction in Brooklyn, you know, because the Hall of Fame is in Brooklyn. They're going to get a great reaction in Brooklyn for sure. They're going to get a great reaction wherever they go when everybody does the crotch chop and all that. Yeah, 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 all that gimmick, right? <laughs> so they'll get a great reaction. Um, it's, it's you know what? It's good. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, um, it, it's interesting, too. A lot of people are like, oh, wait a minute. Billy Gunn, he, he works for AEW. He's a producer for AW. He, he's an agent for AW, right? And there is no difference. Producer, agent, whatever you want to call it. He he does. But AW, like we've discussed in the past, like, yeah, they're they're a thing, they're a real thing. We understand that, but they really hasn't haven't done a lot of shows yet. Even if they did do a lot of shows and they were putting these folks in, they're gonna talk to AW and say, Hey, listen, you know, we like, you know, we want to put Billy in the Hall of Fame. I was in um TNA when that that happened, you know, I think it was what I think it was what Flair when he was with the Four Horse going in as the Four Horsemen. As I say that in TNA, I think it was. Uh, and, hmm, I think it was. 
uh, was he with the Four Horsemen? Um, hmm. I know a lot of you are like, yes, yes, you're yelling at your phone or your computer as I'm sitting here thinking. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Because some of you guys remember this shit better than me. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he was with. I'm pretty sure. I'm just again. I'm just you know babbling out here. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure he was with um, with TNA, and we were. I was in TNA at that time. I do remember. I do remember something like that. I could be mixing up my dates and times. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, but you know, it's good. You know, it's good when, when any promotions can do stuff like that. Especially WWE, they don't normally play nice with others, other promotions. So when they do something like that, it's kind of cool. Um, you know, so it's uh, yeah, it, it, it was Ric Flair. Yeah, it was Ric Flair. Now that my brain is starting to work again here. Um, so yeah, when, when he went as the Four Horsemen, yes, yes, I was right. See, there's no hesitation. That's it. Clean it up in the podcast. You'll never hear any of it. That's not true. So they do, do when I do these pods, you know. <laughs> I don't, there's no bullshit here You know what I mean, like I don't There's no editing, like I'm Raw Jones, you know what I mean, straight at your face You know, there's no, a lot of guys They do, well, let's take that out, let's do this Let's let's clean that, ah, what you Hear is what I recorded No no playing games here No time, we got no time for that bullshit, too much going on Very busy So, anyway So we'll see who's next on the docket With the uh, Hall of Fame a lot of rumblings out there, a lot of people So, I know uh, You know, a lot of folks like, well, dude, maybe You're going in, Taz, maybe the human suplex Machine is going in, eh, I don't know um, Maybe, maybe not I don't know what to tell you So, who knows uh, Regardless, it's, you know I, I do think That they're rapidly I talked about this recently, they're rapidly You know, approaching, if not Past the time where they need to have An actual physical presence building With the Hall of Fame so And I would think it'll be in Orlando with their By their performance center and all that jazz but uh, Anyway alright so elimination Chamber alright no no uh, playing around Here maybe I should you know what before I get Rolling so I got a good amount to say about the chamber So it Probably is a better time to Early goings here You know probably Yeah get some Water <laughs> I'm a little dry <clears throat> Hold on, let me pour it up <sighs> Yeah, you heard there's a t-shirt coming out, right? A lot of you guys wanted a t-shirt Now some bitch is gonna come out Before you know it, ProWrestlingTees.com Slash Taz Oh, it's coming, it's not out yet T-shirt Jones, yeah, H2O Jones or H2O City. Put it up on the IG the other day. Looks like we're going to lean towards H2O Jones. Like a wavy blue shirt going on. And like there's like, uh, I'm in this wave, the cartoon of me. I'm in there, and it's a big-ass fucking water bottle. And I don't remember what it says on it, but it's going to be pretty epic. I'm telling you that right now. So uh, it's going to be awesome. All right, anyway. Okay, got it. All right, so uh, <laughs> Elimination Shamer. <clears throat> it's become such a gimmick, that thing. So the T-shirt's not out yet, but it'll be out yet soon. Uh, I don't know. if It might be a black T-shirt. might be a blue T-shirt. might be a navy blue T-shirt. How about that? 
I know most people like black t-shirts So maybe you do a little dark You go to blue, we go to navy I don't know, we'll see, maybe there'll be a poll for that it's Fucking polls for everything Alright, Elimination Chamber Jones um, The things that jumped out to me um, First off, congratulations uh, Is in order uh, For the Boston Hug Connection They win the Women's Elimination Chamber match To become the first ever uh, Tag Team Champs, WWE Women's Tag Team Champs I should say You know, Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks uh, I love the match they had in the chamber um, It was physical as hell It was good, it was great And look, there's no shocker Just real quick, there was no shocker That, to me anyway That the titles went on on Sasha and Bally These two young ladies have been built heavy for years In the WWE And a lot of money has been put into their characters And them as professionals And I don't know them personally But from what I hear, they're true pros and they're they're reliable, they're loyal, they're hardworking, they they're not troublemakers, and they've busted their ass for a lot of years in the company and have been successful no matter if it's in opening matches or main events. So it's it, they, they deserve to be rewarded to the level they're rewarded, um, that they were rewarded as far as being the first ever, you know, women's uh excuse me, tag team champions, WWE tag team champions. So um I thought that um, I definitely I mean I thought all the girls had a good showing in it I, I felt like uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose Really had a good showing in it Sonya Deville had a really sick spot out of the corner Where she bumped um, uh, I think it was Sasha Yeah pretty intense spot pretty cool But anyway yeah no, the whole match was physical as hell um, You know it was It was very uh, very emotional At the end Sasha was crying and then Bailey was upset crying. Beth Phoenix on commentary was crying. You know, so it was, you know, it, it was it was good. I mean, it was it was very nice. It was it was cool to see. Um, you know, it's um, you know what? I, it, it, you could build now with this. You know, these two girls are over uh, huge, and they were over without the titles. Now you can build off of this and get over other teams down the road, and now you have a legitimate. Tangible championship as a, For the tag team division for, for ladies And so if you Want to you know build up Whoever no matter if it's uh, Tamina and, and Naya or or, um, or the Riot squad or whoever you know you can You can work with it even even Though you know all those Other ladies were not successful as far as the victors And uh, Sasha And Bailey was it's all good in the hood You know what I mean so that's how you got to look at it because you're going to Build off of this <clears throat> so That's a pretty big deal so um, awesome. I missed, not missed. I missed the uh, what did I miss? Oh, the beginning of that of that match. I didn't catch the very beginning of that match, but I missed probably a minute and a half of that match. The other match I want to, well, several matches I want to talk about. Obviously, the tag match. Okay, interesting. The Usos right against Miz and Shane McMahon. Shock Jones here Shock in all city. Uh, the Usos win the match and they become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, I don't think anybody expected this Especially that news came out Earlier, uh, late in the week Of last week About um, uh, One of the Usos, uh, you know Got pulled over and got ended up getting arrested Almost got into a fight with a cop And was was there was alcohol involved While he was driving, which you never do uh, Never ever uh, Never ever ever never um, and then he wins the title It shocked a lot of people Him and his brother won those championships On Sunday um, I, I know I saw it on social media A lot of people were like uh, Wow, really surprised um, I, I don't have the answer I mean, I would 
listen, obviously the Usos from a wrestling perspective and an over perspective and a talent perspective, they're phenomenal. I mean, I'm huge fans of those guys. You know that. I I, I was friends and fans of, of their dad, Rikishi. You know, and I still, you know, I, I love Rikishi. He's great. I've wrestled Rikishi. He's a great guy. And, and I've met the Usos uh, once. Uh, maybe when they were younger, I met them, but I met them at that SmackDown 900. And they seem like super great guys. I mean, super, super, super great guys. And I respect what they do. You know what happened uh, with uh, you know with the law and and all that stuff and with the reporters going to square up with a police officer and all the stuff and and then there's smelling alcohol in the car. That's just a, you just that's just that's really bad and got to fix that. Whatever the case may be here, um, you know, someone had asked me recently. Well, what do you what do you think is going to happen? You think they're going to fire? I said I don't think they'll fire. I think maybe he'll have to go uh, and get some help and 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 and, and fix whatever's going on legally. I never thought they'd put the tag team titles on on those guys. I'm just so I'm as shocked as you guys are. Really, I don't want to pass. Um, I don't want to say too much more because I don't know the full details. I mean, we know, you know. I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised. I don't know what else to say. I'm just. I wanted to mention it. I, I, from the match perspective, I thought these guys all had a good match. Shane McMahon was taking crazy ass bumps again. Uh, then they did a thing later on where Miz was fucking livid that he, that he couldn't go through and 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 for his family the victory that he guaranteed or promised or whatever, and he was pissed like fucking furious and flipped out in the trainer's room. That, that Shane McMahon's like, dude, just go home right now. Shane was getting iced up. He's like, just get out of here. Go home. Just calm down. You got to fucking chill out. See you Tuesday. So maybe they're going to do a thing there. It seems like with Miz, where he's going to start snapping and turn like he's just putting a lot of pressure on himself for some shit. And he's really disappointing himself. Who knows? It seems like they're going to a different level with him to some degree. There. Um, okay, we had so that was you know, the title change hands there with the SmackDown titles. We saw the women's new champions become champions in, in the Boston Hog. Then we saw Finn Balor. You know, defeat Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley to get the IC championship, the Intercontinental Championship, in a handicap match. Now, this listen, I, you know, so I watched this match right, and I, I love the match. I did, and and I'm going to say I saw some people on Twitter. Some people were like, you know, asking me, and I I, I could, really couldn't engage. I was busy, but I was watching the thing. I was doing some other stuff. Some people were pissed and confused and like fucking angry. Like, why the hell? Does Bobby Lashley, this is before the finish Why does Bobby Lashley need Leo Russian's corner Why does Bobby Lashley need Fucking help to beat A guy that's whatever 190 pounds, 185 pounds And Finn Balor, when Bobby Lashley's a 300 pound fucking straight Killing shooting, shooting machine You know, that can just stretch anybody And he's a monster, and I understand That, I do, but Whomever thinks that You gotta understand guys, this is like Heel babyface booking 101 What they did in this match The bad guy has the unfair advantage The good guy has to beat the odds It's a fucking layup <laughs> It's the business, it's been a business for years So yeah That's the that's the gimmick It's it's the business And you, you know you, ha- you have uh, Of course then you have Bobby get, get hot And snaps because he didn't get beat And you know Which that's the thing I would throw a little flag on I mean, I understand where Okay, there's more to unravel with this story. So let me let me let me back up, slow down for a second. So, okay, so I think it's great. Okay, Finn Balor becomes the new Intercontinental Champion. I think that's great. 
I really do. I think it's awesome. Well-deserved, awesome, great. I think he should be running for the universal title, the title he never lost, but that's a whole nother story. But, you know, he's got some gold, and he's a credible son of a bitch, and he's great, okay? Um, now, the Leo Rush thing, he, so the thing is Finn pins Leo Rush, not Bobby Lashley, okay? So a couple things with that. <sighs> yeah, I don't like that, okay? I think you got to beat the champion, I do. I think you have Leo Rush cost Bobby somehow, some way to get pinned and have it be a quick one. I think that's all good. It doesn't hurt Bobby. And then Bobby does what he did and snaps on Leo Rush and fucking drives him into the, the ring and almost destroys his body and breaks him in half, basically. But what they did do was Finn ended up, instead of pinning Lashley, he ends up pinning Rush. And then what happens is Lashley got furious at the end of the deal and just destroys Leo Rush. Now, here's the thing, okay? Lashley got a great pop, huge, huge pop, okay? when he, he, They wanted him to go after um, Leo Rush because Leo Rush has legitimate heat, which is great. People don't like him. That's his job, to be hated, right? He's a little annoying guy. I got it. Um, they He got hot at... Fucking Leo Rush People would chant and chant whatever Lashley, Lashley And then he's like, ah, forget it, man Fuck it, he started walking out of the ring People started booing Then Lashley just snapped and like chokeslammed him or something Just grabbed him, just slammed him into the mat Place goes, bonkers, goes crazy Figure, all right, cool We got a big, badass, killing fucking babyface here And Bobby Lashley now, no problemo, right? Now you have a bunch of fucking guys Being in, in Leo Rush's corner That he tries to court and go after you know, to, to protect him and go after Bobby Lashley heels. It's a great, it's it's a simple fucking angle to do. It's for for a while, a little story. They didn't do that. <laughs> it looked like they were gonna do that, but then they did something different. Okay, <laughs> we meaning after this segment later on in the show. This is where it got a little confusing because. <laughs> Later on, uh, you know, during the Baron Corbin Braun Strowman match, well, who would have thunk it? You know, uh, here comes Bobby Lashley to get back together with, with his old cronies there, you know, uh, with Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. And they just basically destroy Braun Strowman, the three monsters, uh, McIntyre, Lashley, and Corbin. <clears throat> yeah, he's a heel, Bobby Lashley. So. He loses the IC title. He destroys Leo Rush. And now, in the same show, he ends up jumping back to the two guys he was chilling with before in character in, in McIntyre and Corbin. I, just to get more heat on Strowman. I don't know, man. Like, I think you had something going on there with him, Lashley, as a face. I really do. Uh, I really do. They did. They did not do that, and so now maybe they still can do a thing, a rematch, like a one-on-one match. I don't know. I don't know if they will circle back on this. We'll see. But they could do Finn Balor versus Lashley. Now have Finn get the victory over him one-on-one. They could do that because he's still a heel. Lashley. Uh, he destroyed Leo Rush. You know, so Leo Rush, I, maybe he's Gonski. I don't know. I mean, who knows? It was strange. I was shocked. That's the first that clicked to me when I saw him with McIntyre and Corbin. I'm like, oh, no, not Lashley. Jesus, just had him do a really nice baby face spot. What the fuck? 
no, not so fast. That's not the way it goes. So, yeah, that threw me for a little loop. I have to be honest with you. I, I didn't expect that to happen, to go down like that. Um, yeah, but listen, Leo Rush, like, I, to me, I would have went the road like I was saying. Like, you could have Leo Rush. I don't care if you bring a guy off from NXT, a killer, a killing machine, a big guy, big mean guy, whoever. You could new guy, something to go after Lashley, a heel, in, incorporate a new heel. That's going to go after Bobby Lashley And Leo Rush is hell bent You you embarrass me, you embarrass Leo Rush Whatever he would say You, know, you son of a bitch Lashley, I got something for you You know, you ain't nothing, you're nothing You know, you, yeah, you, you're the almighty The real almighty is is this guy Whatever, you know, Jimmy Schnabitz Whatever his name is, you know what I mean So it, it's, you know I, I don't know, I just feel like um, I just feel like they, they missed They missed a good opportunity there I mean, they still could do it Kind of <laughs> They could do it kind of Because he's a heel He's he's not going to come back now And you know do something With, with Leo Rush as a babyface So like my idea is a moot point it, It's just not going to work um, You know I mean all I saw I think it was I saw um, uh, Leo Rush On Twitter said something like um, have, I'm looking at it right now just grabbed it Haven't slept all night asking myself why with tagging Bobby Lashley, if you can't, if if you can see this, I'm sorry, man. Honestly, look, it, I got to be honest with you. Okay, you got to stay off Twitter, son. Unless the office is telling you to do that, you know, take the bump. You took the big bump. You got destroyed by the guy. Lay out. Leave it alone. Go away for a little bit. Sell. Be out. Blah blah blah. Unless they're doing something with it, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know how. You know, I don't know how you go back. I don't know how you go back. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's uh, that's the deal. All right, so uh, I still got to get into the Ronda Rousey match, uh, I, I, the Ronda Rousey segment with Charlotte, with Ruby Riot, with Becky Lynch. I got to get into that convo for sure. Um, that's a must. Okay, that's definitely a must. I got to get into that. I got to get what else I got to do. I got to get into. I got to get into obviously the whole you know craze of Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston's over like Rover. All right, Taz Show, sit tight, be right back. Guys, we're back here on the Tash. We're going to get to more of the Elimination Chamber. Hey, guys, listen, you saw I put it out on, uh, on I think, on my Facebook, I believe. Uh, I also uh, talked about it here uh, maybe once or twice so far. Snow teeth whitening, guys. It, it is the best solution that I personally found to get your teeth whiter. It's amazing. I've been using it now for a, probably a few weeks now, and it is unbelievable. Snow's patented technology whitens better than anything else on the market without needing to visit a dentist or getting a prescription. That's the best part to me right there. That just makes life easy, and that's we're all busy, all of us doing everything we're doing. This is simple stuff, man. It self-sanitizes, wisely charges, automatically uh, detects the shades of your teeth. It really works like that, and it's water-resistant. So you can whiten while you shower, keep the mouthpiece in. It's really cool. Plus, the red light therapy for gum health is awesome. Safe to use on veneers, braces, or any other dental work. 
Results, guys, are guaranteed, plus the industry's leading five-year warranty. That's insane. And I got a good deal for you here, so pay attention. I've never seen a product, guys, with this many five-stars reviews and celebrity customers and stuff like that. Because, you know, celebrities think that's the key, right? You know, so <laughs> snow whitening ships worldwide. So don't worry about that. And every order helps a child who needs dental care, which is phenomenal. So for 25% off, while supplies last, use the promo code TAZ, that's TAZ, T-A-Z, at trysnow.com slash T-A-Z. That's T-R-Y-S-N-O-W.com slash T-A-Z. So make sure you do that. Check it out. It's great. It works great. I mean, you got to have a fancy grill. You got to have a shiny grill. You can't run around looking like a stiff, you know, like you got summer teeth. Some are green, some are white, some are brown, some are missing. You know, you don't want that. But dum boom you know what I'm saying? So anyways, uh, so, all right. So I was into uh, knee deep here in the uh, Elimination Chamber chat of Jones. So, um, okay. So I just want to talk about the, the Raw Women's Championship match with Ronda Rousey. She beat Ruby Riot very quickly. Um, tough night for, for Ruby Riot. Um, tough build for Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. Uh, a talented lady, young lady. Um, I'm a fan of her work for sure. And... I talked about this last podcast. It's just that she's been on Twitter just trying to get noticed that, hello, uh, you know, Rhonda, you're looking, and Charlotte, everybody's looking past, you know, Becky, everybody's looking past this whole thing for WrestleMania. Hello, what about me? Uh, you know, I'm coming after your title, Rhonda, Elimination Chamber. Hello, hello, hello. She was trying to get attention, the poor girl, and she had a tough night because she got beat real quick. And, um, and it's... I thought there was a slim chance while well, I was way off and I was wrong that ah, you never know, man, maybe she ends up winning and shocks the world. They do something crazy. And cause you know, the WWE taking out Vince McMahon, you know, suspending Becky Lynch for the 60 days and all this jazz. And then they had the night before there was night before the house show live event. They had Charlotte attack. Um, she attacked the knee because uh, Becky came out and she attacked the knee of Becky and they had cameras there covering it. Now, let me tell you real quick. That's a very important thing. Well, I remember years ago we did that in ECW a lot. You know, when you have – and WWE started over the years too. It's just – it's smart booking. I mean, NWA used to do it all the time too, so it's not like ECW invented it because Lord knows we didn't invent it. But it's smart business where you take a camera or a couple of cameras, whatever, and you shoot an angle at a live event or a house show and you put it on your TV show. Okay, that's how, for those that don't realize, that is a really great way to help your live event house show sales. You know, people love to go to Raw and SmackDown when they're in your town. But now, you know, hey, they just shot an angle. Let's say you're from whatever, Cincinnati, and they haven't had Raw in your town in a long time. You had a house show in Cincinnati, and next you know they shoot an angle like this, and they show it on SmackDown, or they show it on Raw. You're like, oh, shit, that's badass. And I live in Cincinnati, and I didn't go to that house show. Well, shit, next time I got to go. Or if I'm from wherever, if, if I'm from, you know, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, I, well, I wasn't going to go to a house show, but I better go because they, I never know what they're going to do there, and they might show that shit on TV. That's cool. So, you know, that's why it's smart business, what they did there. I like that uh, very much. So um, they shot the angle, and they did the deal where Becky's was, had re, her knee was re-injured at the hands of Charlotte Flair. Um, and then at Elimination Chamber, you know, well, she comes out, uh, Becky, through the audience on crutches, you know, while uh, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte were jaw-jacking. 
in the middle of the ring, you know, kind of cut a promo on each other, get mad at each other, whatever. After the match that um, that uh, Ronda Rousey won against Ruby Riot, and Becky came out. By the way, Becky was wearing some pretty cool swag. She had like this black, like like almost like a leather uh, pants and jacket. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was really really cool. Um, uh, so it, it, you know, it, that's something she should definitely. Um, you know, definitely uh, keep wearing. It looked great on her. You know, especially with the red hair. The you know, look Ginger Jones. You know, um, it looked great. So uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen her wearing that that kind of thing. It was cool. And also, I got to say, I got to point out too, um, Ronda Rousey. She was wearing different gear, and you know, it was very cool. I I can't recall. Pardon me on this. I cannot recall. Uh, what the announcers said that it was from I, I don't know, uh, pardon me I was going to have a senior moment here like I'm an old man I don't know if it was from a video game She was dressed like something, I don't know if it's a character I don't know what it is, I heard Renee Young Talking about something, I have no idea what she was talking about I gotta be honest with you, and it doesn't matter It really doesn't matter, whatever it was, it looks good on her I think it looks better in her regular gear She used to wear like, you know Tight, um like uh, almost like you know shorts, uh, lycra spandex shorts, like bicycle as they used to call them, bicycle shorts. Now she was was wearing like longer tights, you know, lycra spandex with like high black leather type boots with like uh, a top that was lycra, like with no sleeves. It looked much better on her, I thought. I just think it, it fit her good. It looked different, you know. It, she looked more like a WWE star, you know. Like um, anyway, so they they do this deal, man, where. Basically, and I'm going to point something out that happened in this thing where Ronda Rousey went crazy with the crutches. I'm going to point something out to you that beware of the hack alert on this, but (laughs) that was not good by WWE what they did with Ronda Rousey. So basically, Becky goes fucking crazy once they get in the ring and attacks Charlotte Flair with the crutches, and it was a beating, 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 no doubt, physical, physical beating. And Charlotte sold great, bumped and sold. She was phenomenal, really was. Okay, then it was like Becky and Ronda make eye contact while one crutch is down on the ground, and Becky kind of gave her the Iggy eyes, like, hey, you know, pick up the crutch and go beat her up too. Go beat up Charlotte also. Um, so Ronda Rousey slowly does that, and she picks up the crutch. Okay, right there, I'm like, no, stop. Don't do this. <laughs> don't, Rhonda. Don't pick up the crutch. Don't. Whoever decided this, whatever agent, producer, whomever it was, bad, bad, bad. Don't. Rhonda Rousey is a killer. She's a legitimate UFC Hall of Famer, MMA uh, m- megastar. Uh, uh, just the highest level in, in in the great sport of judo that you could go as a judoka, and you have her grab a weapon. No, no, no. She does not need a weapon. And you guys remember that saying that I used to say, "I don't need a weapon. My hands are my weapons." See, so she should never pick up a weapon. She's a weapon. If you're Ronda Rousey, see that's. That's something they, you know, that's what you got to do. That's very important. She don't need to pick up the, I understand. She, what she do? She picked up the weapon just to walk towards Charlotte while Charlotte was on, on the ground begging off just to get 
hit from behind by Becky Lynch to get attacked from behind with the other crutch. So Ronda Rousey, then she got her ass kicked by Becky Lynch. I got a problem with Becky beating up both of them with the crutches. I think that was great. It was a great moment. It was awesome. It really was awesome. Seriously. And it's what this Becky character should do. She's she's against the machine, like we've talked about. She's, um, you know, she's disgruntled. She's uh, the McMahons are against her. She's tweeting how the McMahons are ruining her, ruining her life, her career, all this jazz. You know, they're doing all this stuff, and she's hurt. She's injured. She got pulled out of things. She's still incorporating herself in. So that part of it is good, and you know it's going to end up that she's got. I don't know how. I want to maybe you will see on Raw how. I was ever recorded this Raw didn't happen yet, so we'll see what happens on Raw if there's more dialogue with her and Vince McMahon or Vince McMahon and Stephanie or something. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, they got to do something. Somebody either to get her in this WrestleMania match with with Ronda and Charlotte uh, for, for the for the Raw Raw Women's Title. Something. Um, there's something there. Some way to get her in And it's it's going to be tough to You know, you got to be creatively slick When you're going to Basically, you know Go against what Mr. McMahon said In character Vince McMahon said 60 days Which is whatever, four, five, six days Whatever, after WrestleMania Then you could come back Like once the credo's put down by him It's like, ugh, now what? You know, so like you almost book yourself, you do book yourself in a corner. So we'll see. It's going to be, they're going to somehow, some way get her in this match. And I am very intrigued to see how. So I guess if that's the case, then they got me. They hooked me. And that's their job to hook me um, and to hook you. So, but whatever. The segment all in all was good. I didn't like Ronda picking up the weapon. I don't think that needs to happen or shouldn't happen or should happen, I should say. I talked a little bit about the Bar- Baron Corbin. He he won. Uh, I'm sorry. He beat uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, there was no disqualification match. So obviously, he had help from Bobby Lashley. He had help from. They put him through two tables. It was a big bump at the end, and they stood on the steps. They had two sets of steps in the ring, uh, Lashley, uh, McIntyre, and Corbin, and then uh, they put him through the two tables. You know, it was a huge bump, you know, and then uh, and that's how Baron Corbin won. There was no disqualification. So they so they go into the, the main gimmick, the Elimination Chamber, the men's Elimination Chamber, WWE Champion Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, it was very, uh, against AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, right? So this was real good. I mean, look, you knew it was going to be real good. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, um, I, I really did. I, I, I thought it was good. I mean, especially the, the last, uh, sequence with the two guys, as far as Kofi and, and, um, Daniel Bryan being the last two guys in it, um, really was just epic, epic, epic false finishes in this thing. Great booking. Whoever booked this thing, great, great job, especially the end of the deal. Um, and as far as the amount of minutes, like I'll give you an example. Well, I got to give a shout out um, from, from PW Insider, you know, Mike Johnson, our, our guy, obviously, right? Well, Richard Trianfo, uh, he put out a thing there on, on with how many minutes this guy was in there. So I, I don't want to hack his shit, but I'm going to give you some example on minutes. So Daniel Bryan was in the in the deal for 21 minutes. In the Elimination Chamber AJ Styles, 11 minutes Samoa Joe um, uh, Oh no, it's just Wait, I'm sorry This where am I going? I'm going gauntlet match What am I saying? Gauntlet match This is gauntlet match Gauntlet match Because I want to talk about the gauntlet match And I should have talked about it before Dumbass <sighs> When you don't take When you don't do notes See, dummy This is me Dummy Jones This is what happens Well, my point I want to bring up the gauntlet match And, and how many minutes Certain people were in there 
because of how much Kofi, you know, how much, you know, we saw on the Intergauntlet match on SmackDown, Hitty God. I mean, it was, and it was smart what WWE did. They made him quickly. He was over, obviously, what the New Day for, for years and all that stuff, but they got him back over as an individual big time, especially on that Gauntlet deal and have him getting a win over, you know, over, um, Daniel Bryan, obviously. So I just wanted to say, I, I I wanted to bring that up. I should have brought it up before I was talking about this match, but that's what I wanted to mention real quick. Now, about the match. So about the last, the ending of the deal with Kofi and Daniel Bryan. People were going crazy. If you didn't watch this, just check out this last deal because, yo, I'm telling you, people were... People were going crazy on social media People in the building were going nuts How much they wanted Kofi Kingston to win this title And get this championship over Daniel Bryan It was unbelievable, man I'm like, wow Jeez, I know Kofi for a fucking long time My man's been there a lot of years And he's the nicest guy you've ever met in your life You know I'm so happy for him, but geez, I'm like, no knock on Kofi, but I'm like, Kofi, really? I mean, Jesus, Christmas, he got over huge. And Daniel Bryan deserves a lot of credit in this thing. Daniel Bryan, you know, with these false finishes, helped get him over. And Kofi's athleticism and his cardio work and Daniel Bryan's cardio work was something of uh, epic proportions. And I mean that, seriously, that's not easy to do what these guys did in there it was really 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 crazy and i'm telling you people just felt like kofi's performance was insanely awesome and it was his timing was off the chart tremendous if i'm xavier woods and i'm a big e i'm thinking yo dude yo kofi's gonna be like on his own now (laughs) because like wwe i i I don't want to say this the wrong way but Bury him in, not bury him, but locking him into back with a faction. You know, it's tough now with three guys. I mean, this guy really, you know, he he really got over huge right now, huge right now. And you know, once he went off the top of the of the gimmick in the corner, the cell gimmick there, and and missed the splash, you knew the finish was coming. But there was a shitload of false. I don't want to give it all away, but because if you didn't watch it, but just to, you know, you know the finish, obviously. But I'm not spoiling that. You guys knew that already because it's all over the internet who won the matches. But there were just so many awesome spots in the end of this thing. It was a physical fight. Um, great stuff with Kofi getting out of the lock, the LaBelle lock by um with a rope break. Just the place went nuts on a rope break. You know, and that kind of created the whole by Daniel Bryan. But that created like the whole sequences from there. Um, it was just it was great. It was great. It was great stuff. Uh, it really was. So I really, really can't put it over enough. I mean, congratulations to all the guys in the match, especially those two guys, Daniel Bryan and uh Kofi Kingston really was uh, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous stuff. Physical as hell, um, big time stuff. I, 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 dude, they had me, man. I'm like, yo, Kofi's gonna be new champ right here. They're not fucking around. They're shocking all booking. Uh, they had the Usos win the tag titles. Now they're gonna have this guy here win. Um, they didn't do that, but I, I really thought 
like a Miyazawk. I was hooked. <laughs> I thought he was going to win. I'm like, man, they got me on his foot. And that's who he won. I'm not ashamed to say that. You got to admit that. Now, how many years I've been in the business or matches I've called or matches I've wrestled? You got to be honest. I'm a fan. I'm watching as a fan. I let myself sink in, man. That's that's the that's the art of, of the business, of, of watching a professional wrestling match and watching – Two men apply their craft or two women apply their craft, no matter what it may be. That's the key. you got to let your, your imagination fly and get sucked into the moment, dude. And that's what I did during this match. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was a great way to close the show. And it was a good show. I liked the show all in all. I thought it was pretty good. So uh, and if you didn't see it, check it out, you know. So it, it was pretty badass. I'll be at you, uh, be at you during the week. Uh, probably something, maybe one or two more. We'll see what's going on here. You know, got a lot of shit going on, as you guys know. I'm always rock and rolling through my thing. That's my deal. So uh, anyway, so that's a deal. All right, guys. Listen, uh, I appreciate all your all your support and love, and uh, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. Circle is getting